Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing, July 18, 2023. I'm Don Gamble, bringing you up to date on all the latest news. Lernerville Speedway fans were greeted with music for the annual Christmas in July night. Colton Flinner came forward with authority to claim a hard-fought feature win in the late models. Brandon Mattis kept the field behind him for each of the 25 laps that made up the sprint car main event in the big block modified action. What a race between Garrett Crummert and Rex King Jr. Garrett Crummert maintained his points lead as he edged his closest pursuer, Rex King Jr., coming to the checkered flag for his third win of the season. In pro stock action, Brian Doherty outran the field to collect his first feature win of 2023. Flinner scored an emotional feature victory in the late models. Colton had about run out of patience with his car at this point of the season. His 2023 results, although not bad as evidenced by three top five showings in six race nights, but lacked a win. But after some work on his car, it made the difference, and he blended in with some timely moves on the driver's part to an appearance in victory lane. Logan Schuhart won the Eldora Million. Tyler Harris has a weekly report on Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Eric Westendorf has some nice victory lane interviews with Colton Flinner, Garrett Crummert, Brandon Mattis, and Brian Doherty. Darren Gallagher tells his story about his sprint car racing and his recent win in the 410s. Howie Bayless has a great interview with asphalt driver Kelly Shawless. Lenny Baticki from the Performance Racing Network has a nice conversation with recent late model feature winner Michael Norris. Jim Zufall's topic of women in racing highlights his discussion with Carly Kovacs. Howie Bayless has a nice victory lane interview with Jennerstown winner Kenny Burkholder. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is the banker Bob Thought for this evening. It's hard to understand how a cemetery can raise its burial cost and blame it on the higher cost of living. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All 
All right, listeners, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Don. How are you today? I'm very good, and I'm kind of impressed. Now, we're, we're recording this interview while you're on, on the road from point A, your first event, to point B. Let's talk about where you are just now leaving. Well, I'm leaving the South Fayette Community event, uh, a touch-a-truck event that's taking place at one of their parks here in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway has a display on with four of our competitors with their race cars on display. They are Mark Corio, uh, Cheyenne Hollister, Mike Tropek, and Brian Hutchko. Uh, I, I, Don, it couldn't have been done without the drivers, to be completely honest with you. I mean, we can have something set up for the racetrack and have a booth set up, but the race cars are truly what everybody want to come see. They're already sitting inside of them, all smiles, and um, the dedication that our race teams uh, have at Pittsburgh to not only support themselves, support the track, but to support us and support the new ownership at the racetrack. It, it goes so far, and uh, my appreciation to all of our competitors who do events like this are uh, is, is that an ending? To be honest with you, you can only imagine how many of the kids that are at this event have never seen a race car, and they're going to have questions. Hey, what are these, and where can we see them? Yep, that's exactly that's the hope, right? And uh, and luckily too. You know, unfortunately, I can't stay. I double booked myself three months ago and, and completely forgot about it. But that's how great it is to have guys like Brian Hutchko, Mike Tropek, uh, and the Corios who are just such big supporters of the racetrack. They know the answers. So um, in lieu of me being there, unfortunately, they are the ones who can help pick up the pace. And uh, once the new ownership kind of gets more comfortable with everything, they'll be involved with these events like this, too. So uh, these events are going to be crucial for us moving forward, these community events, because that's that's really what this racetrack is about, is to provide some sort of uh, family entertainment in our local community uh, around the racetrack uh, for a fair price, too. You know, we don't want to break the bank. We want to be able to provide something for fun, especially in a market where you've got the Pittsburgh Pirates and Penguins and the Steelers and the Riverhounds all surrounding you. To go to those events, it can be a pretty penny. So uh, we pride ourselves on being uh, affordable, entertaining. You might have to hire a special events coordinator just to take care of the logistics of all these places you have to go to. <laughs> uh, I think I just need to use my calendar better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many irons in the fire. Now, I guess the question everybody's asking is Saturday night, Pittsburgh canceled. Some of your thoughts on if and when and why. Well, uh, when was probably around 10 o'clock in the morning, to be honest with you. And the reason why, honestly, was we had competitors from over five, six hours away planning to come and, and race with us on Saturday. And, you know, pit gates open at 3 o'clock, so right there, you pretty much have to leave as early as 10 o'clock just to get to the racetrack. So we wanted to give the Rush Touring Series the courtesy of, you know, having that timing that they didn't feel that they had to commit to something and then inevitably waste a trip out to the speedway. It's a very difficult decision, one that nobody wants to have to look forward to, and especially somebody who's only owned a racetrack for three weeks. But he took the guidance of Ben Miley into accommodation and into the consideration whenever thinking about when to pull the plug. And we felt that it was just best for everybody just to go ahead and pull the plug early. And inevitably, too, I think it would prove to be right because it rained at the racetrack right around the start of the races. And a lot of the other racetracks in the West 
Western Pennsylvania region felt to do the same thing. So I, I think inevitably it was the right call, a very difficult one, but the right call nonetheless. A wise decision. And you mentioned the other tracks. The only one that I know of around here was Jennerstown. They got in two events, and then they had a deluge, and everybody was flooded. Oh. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the thing. You know, you want to take that risk. You really want to provide a night of entertainment for the fans, but at what cost? At what, at, you know, at what's it worth at that point? And um, I mean, I commend Jennerstown for trying, and they have a little bit of leniency compared to a dirt racetrack. The asphalt, uh, you know, has a temp- chance to dry out, and they have a chance to get stuff in in case it does rain. But uh, it's still a tremendous risk, and I, I feel bad for Jennerstown. You know, you hope that when somebody takes that kind of a chance, that it pays off for them. And unfortunately, this time around, it didn't. No, and on top of that, they had a country western concert and fireworks. So they had a colossal problem, and two shows. Actually, the the second feature was shortened because of the rain. Let's talk about what's coming up the next at Pittsburgh. Well, this Saturday is a big one because uh, it was just released. Actually, at Saturday night, we got to release it in lieu of us having racing. We still got to break some exciting news. The Stephen W. Johnson Memorial Triple Crown Series at the Speedway for our hobby stocks. We're calling it a hobby stock trifecta series. Three races, which will start on Saturday, July the 22nd for TMT Transportation Night at the Races, will be race number one for this three-race series for our hobby stocks. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to compete for $550 to win, $50 to start, and there's also a bonus contingency uh, available for these events. So night number one and uh, the other two nights will feature a $100 hard charger bonus on top of the uh, advanced payout for these events. Uh, night number two will then continue on Saturday night, August the 26th, for the Wee Willie White Memorial that will pay more than 550 to win. Tentatively, the minimum is 550, but we anticipate a larger purse for that event. And then the final event will take place on Saturday. Uh, I believe it is September the 9th for the third annual Josh Langer Invitational. Uh, so we plan on having a big payout for that event as well, but that will be to be determined. So if you can win two of the three events, there is a $250 bonus up for grabs. If you win all three, if you complete the trifecta, you then take home a $500 bonus as well for your efforts. So we're really happy to work with uh, Sam Johnson, who is doing this in memory of his late father who passed away recently. Uh, and then also Vince Laboon has done a great job of helping structure this whole deal together. And uh, we're really excited for our hobby stock drivers to provide them with something. And this is something we've been looking to do for all of our divisions of racing. It just so happens that this one came to be uh, this past Saturday. So we're, real, we're really excited to announce that. And we're even more excited to get it started on Saturday. July the 22nd. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Also on today's show, we're going to have a real nice interview that Jim Zufall did with Carly Kovacs. And the topic is the women in racing. And Jim and Carly did a wonderful job on that interview. And you could talk about hobby stock competitors. Carly's one of them, so she's going to reap the benefits of this newly announced Triple Crown series in memory of Stephen W. Johnson. So that's a, it's a fitting interview then. Yeah, well, we try to be fitting here <laughs> at Rapping <laughs> on Race. <laughs> what, else, what else do you have for me? 
Well, on top of Saturday the 22nd just being a, uh, the, a, a feature presentation for the Hobby Stocks, we still have all of our TNT Transportation Action Event Divisions on the card, as well as the Jerry Arendt Rush Sports and Modified. So we're well happy to welcome them back uh, coming off of their previous show last Thursday at the Expo Speedway. Uh, the 29th, we have another TMT Transportation Action event, and then all hands are on deck for what will be our second uh, Rush Touring Series race on the schedule, but unfortunately it looks like it's going to be the first, which will be the Juke George Steel City Classic presented by All Interior Painting. So over $6,000 models. We're really eager to get that one rolling. I'm sure Cletus is as well. And uh, it's, it's always a big event. Tons of cars from the outside the region come in. Even national-level uh, talent makes their way to Pittsburgh to take on our local competitors on Saturday, August the 5th. You know what I like? Uh, the Miley started it and Blair's continuing it is the diversity of different racing divisions that are competing at the Speedway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, we're talking about the five, six, seven of that we've already mentioned already, but we've got 410 Sprint Cars coming on Labor Day weekend, Saturday, September the 2nd. It'll be the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series, uh, which is always a tremendous event to have the 410 Sprint Cars there. Uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series coming for the 35th Annual Pittsburgher on Saturday, September the 30th, uh, joining the night number two of the Bill Hendren Memorial that night, night one of the Bill Hendren taking place the Friday before that, so... We have like eight or nine different uh, classes of race cars coming through the uh, speedway over the course of the season. And you're absolutely right. The diversity, not only in the divisions, but the diversity within the fields themselves, the age difference. You know, we got drivers all the way as young as 13, as old as in their 70s. And the males and females who compete in each division, too, it's it's really a spectacle of Pittsburgh. It's really, I'm proud to be the announcer there, to be completely honest with you, Don. It's, it's tremendous. It's the complete package. If it has four wheels and it's dirt track racing, Pittsburgh has it. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. We're, we're, we're proud of that. We'd like to get some big blocks down there, too, maybe some E-mods eventually. I know Vince is definitely uh, itching to get some more E-mod races down there, so we'll see if we can't facilitate that here sometime soon. Any closing thoughts? Have we covered everything? Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. PPMS.com has all of your information that you need for all of our 2023 events moving forward, uh, including the updated schedule, tickets, and all the event information that you need. Uh, then you can also review results on there as well. Uh, and then you can follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date as well. See some content that we've been posting over there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, recently the Meta, Meta Group over on Facebook, Instagram released threads. Uh, which is like a variation of Twitter. We jumped on there, too. We've been having some fun over there. So if you're on social media, make sure you follow us. It's been a lot of fun, and we do some ticket giveaways throughout the weeks there as well. So uh, you'll want to check out what we're cooking on over on social media for PPMS. Tyler Harris, I thank you. You have a nice day. You do the same, Don. Thank you so much. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. 
And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT transportation action event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio-video lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. On this segment, Eric Westendorf has some nice Victory Lane interviews with Colton Flinner, Garrett Crummert, Brandon Mattis, and Brian Doherty. You can listen to the excitement in the voices of these drivers. Scales and headed to Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane. Climbing out of that Longhorn chassis, let him hear you, Colts and Flinner! Cody, you told me on Tuesday night you weren't real sure of this car. Made some changes. It was really good Tuesday night. Looks like it was even better tonight. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, my dad's battling cancer really bad. And uh, just to be able to win for him, I don't know how much time he has left. So this really, really hits home for me. Won a lot of races here. Every, every win's a little bit different. But what you've been going through, what your dad's been going through, never easy. I know it means a lot for him to be down here. Just as much as it means to you, it means... Yeah, it means the world to both of us. Uh, my dad's my hero. He's my best friend. I don't want to lose him at all. So in addition to your dad, who else uh, helps you on this team? Uh, John Johnson. I mean, he could give up on me every day of the week. And I know I've let that man down so much this year. And I got so much on my mind. And uh, I just can't thank him enough. And my dad and uh, Randy Towing, River Salvage, uh, 1-800-GET-PHIL, uh, Dellert uh, Professional Services. I just called him. Uh, he's going to help out tremendously. Uh, my beautiful fiance, uh, my little girl, I have another one on the way in August. Uh, just hope my dad's around to meet her. And uh, my sister, my mom, um, anybody that helps on this car, they know who they are. Uh, I just don't know what to say. I'm just really, really ecstatic that I won. And uh, this really means a lot to me. I know it's just a weekly race, but uh, I don't know how many I've left with my dad. So keep giving reasons to fight. We'll keep praying for you and the whole family. How about a big hand for your feature winner here tonight, Colton Flinner.
sure for the second night in a row. Garrett Brummer is your feature winner. He won an expo last night and holds off a hard charging Rex King Jr. And Brian Schwartzlander was right there the whole way as well. Great battle between those three former Lernerville track champions. We'll head down to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, Garrett Crummer. Rex King Jr. second, Brian Schwartzlander third, Will Thomas fourth. Jeremiah Shingledecker rallies back to salvage a top five finish after that early caution in turn two. Around the back side of the car, he'll get a Hoosier Middle Tire Mid Atlantic victory band, hat from Deal Automotive. Talking to his crew now front, let him hear you fans, Garrett Crummer. Take a swig of the ice cold Marburger iced tea. Garrett, back to back nights. Big win at Expo last night. Always great to get the BRP modified tour out to Expo. A heck of a battle here, first with Brian Schwartzlander and then holding off Rex King Jr. Yeah, sometimes I think starting up front here isn't any good just because I didn't know where to be. And this scoreboard's awesome for the fans, but it's terrible for us because I try to watch it and see where they're at. And I, I couldn't see it on the camera. I'm like, come on, they got to show me who's behind me. And, and I couldn't see it. And then I seen him duck a couple times when I was screwing around in lap traffic and just kind of had to take the line away and try to protect the bottom. So good battle. Lots of good cars here Friday night. We had some invaders last week, and Cooter was able to pull off the win. And he was coming. He, went, he was from 10th uh, on the grid, and he was third on about a lap and a half. Just talk about the, the respect you guys have battling that close and the trust that goes into racing that hard for a win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I'm going to race hard with somebody, I want to race hard with him just because I know, you know, he's going to race me clean. And if I get into him a little bit, he's going to he's going to get into me, but he's not going to wreck me. Right. It's never intentional. So uh, if I could race with anybody, I'd like to race with Cooter, especially up front. Hey, we'll take it. And uh, hopefully we can get one tomorrow. You're our crew, sponsors, family, everyone that makes it possible. And I got a lot of people. My wife's over here somewhere, probably taking pictures, got the dogs, my crew chief, Ryan and his wife, Amy, my mom and dad, uh, uh, Tire Matt, I don't think he ever comes down here. Uh, Will Thomas, Colonial Metal Products, Brandon uh, from Dig Race Products, Randy Williams, and just everybody that helps us on this deal. Congratulations on another feature win. How about a big hand? Two nights in a row, your feature winner is Garrett Crummer. Making the long toe from Eldora Speedway last night, running with the best sprint car drivers in the world for the Eldora Million, made it back here for another Fab Four Friday. Your feature winner here tonight is the wheelman, Brandon Mattis. Second, the 7NY of Matt Farnham. Third, the 2 of AJ Flick. Fourth, the 29 of Danny Shetler. And fifth, the 08 of Danny Kerger. We're going to head down to Terry Bowser excavating Victor Lane to talk to tonight's feature winner, the wheelman, Brandon Mattis. Out of car out to the wing. Having a big hand for Brandon Mattis. Brandon, the long haul from Eldora Speedway. Great to see you guys running out there with the best sprint car drivers in the world. Good representation for Western Pennsylvania. Back here on a Fab Four Friday, and you find yourself back in Terry Bowser excavating Victory Lane. How's it feel? Uh, Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> uh, it's honestly. I mean, making the long trip home, and we got home at 6.30. I might have slept for a few hours. Uh, once the sun's up, I'm... Uh, yeah, this makes it all worth it. You do dumb stuff like that. You know, go there for, but I guess it worked out. I mean, 
you're flying at that place. I felt like I was going four mile an hour here. So I guess it worked. Uh, you know, AJ starting in the back definitely helped. He's, they got their shit together. That's all. So uh, we'll take it. I mean, winning from the pole, it might not feel as good. But when you haven't been in this victory lane in a few years, it feels damn it sounds easy enough to win from the pole, but it's really not, especially when the track is as tricky as it was tonight. Great fit. You know guys are coming behind you, um, but uh, sp family, sponsor, crew, everyone makes it possible for you to be back down here in victory lane. Uh, obviously, everybody's standing over here. I honestly, about 3 o'clock, we didn't have any help. I called a couple of my neighbors, but I hated to call them last minute, but they're... Uh, all my sponsors, Soapsack Electric, I doubt he's here. I wouldn't be here either. We've sucked lately. So, uh, Miller Masonry, JT Sealing, McBride Farms, McClymouth, uh, Allied Rubber and Rigging. As I haven't been here in so long. Yeah. Yeah, this is my first win as a father. So, thanks to Tori for staying home at Eldora. It made it a lot easier on everybody, but I missed them. So, <laughs> Win, enjoy celebrate the family. About another big hand for feature winner tonight, the wheelman, Brandon Mattis. Absolute dominant performance here. Dr. Dirt gets it done. 20 laps. Green to checkered your feature winner here tonight. Second to the 25 of Jason Fosnott in the McDonald Racing Car. Tyler Dietz is third. Kurt Fish Jr. fourth. Chris Schneider fifth. But we'll head down to Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. We'll talk to tonight's feature winner, Dr. Dirt, Brian Doherty. He's out of the car. He's got it stopped. How about a big hand for the nice feature winner? And Dockerty. Brian Green to checker. Absolutely dominant performance. Well, I don't know that I know how to get around this place. I, I, I'm pretty good at giving advice or get around this place. I try to help as many people as I can, uh, you know, with Integra and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the car felt really good tonight. I didn't feel good at all in the heat race. And my buddy Tyler come down, and I said, man, I don't feel good. He said, listen, don't mess with your car. It's fine. I said, all right, I'll take your advice tonight. He said, just leave it alone, put the right tires on, and you'll be good to go. So, yeah, good night. So if you're going to take advice from anyone in pro stocks, might as well be Tyler Dietz. He's got it figured out here in the pro stock division. Uh, grid battle, who are your uh, crew, sponsor, family, and makes it possible for you? Uh, so, Integra, of course. Uh, John Flinter does the decals on this thing. He's... Uh, He's uh, always does a great job on the decals. Uh, Mike Ingram builds a heck of a motor in that thing. That thing's really good. And uh, got to thank my wife, Luke, Dirk, everybody that helps work on this thing during the week. Because a lot of times I don't have time to do with all the other stuff I got going on. So, uh, yeah, good night. I guess Christmas did come early this year, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, again, Brian does a lot for late model drivers. He's got a lot of guys here in the victory lane over the years. Always good to see him get himself here. How about another big for tonight's feature winner, Brian are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. 
He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars headlining a TMT Transportation Action Event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now is Darren Gallagher. Darren, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. I'm pretty good yourself. You know, I was teasing you before we went on uh, about your wife's interview and uh, set the bar pretty high. Uh, she's really good at that. She always sets the bar pretty pretty darn high for me, and uh, sometimes I just fail to reach it, but uh, always always try to reach it and try to one-up her every once in a while, but she's really good at that stuff, so I try to be just the same, if not better but i think she's always a little better than i am well we'll give it a shot now my first recollection of darren gallagher you were really young and you were kind of walking around in the press box i even may mentioned that to chelsea you were sort of like uh, a little kid getting in everybody's way how old were you when dad was a flagman oh don that's that's a good question there um i would say i was probably when he was a flagman, I was probably maybe 13, 14. And then when he was on the front stretch before he was a flagman, I remember that. So I would say I was probably eight or nine then. Yeah, that would pro- um, that pro- I don't remember his push truck days and all that because that was before my time. But I remember him being on the front stretch and then the flag stand. Well, see, now I learned something new all the time. I didn't know he did push trucks. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. He- yeah, he did uh, push trucks when Don Martin was around. Don kind of took him under his wing and... Uh, he was doing push trucks and 
all the stuff around the track there, and then he kind of worked into the front stretch lineup. Well, I guess him being there all the time was probably the reason that you decided maybe you wanted to get involved in racing. Now, let's did you do go-karts? Yeah, I first started into go-karts uh, about, eh, I would say, 2008. 2008 or two, 2006, 2008, we started into go-karts. So, yeah, that's definitely where it's all started. Now, Dad never raced, did he? Um, the only time he raced would have been when he did the Enduros back when they first started the Enduros. He did that. And then uh, when I was racing go-karts, he decided to put a lawn tractor together with uh, um, his nephew, uh, Stephen Fetter, and they raced lawn tractors when I was racing go-karts at the same place. And racing experience, that's pretty much all he had. So Enduros and then <laughs> lawn tractors, but uh, that's all he has. Well, here's, here's a funny Enduro story. I was a pit steward at the time, and Don was, he was all shook up. He came down and he said, what are we going to do? We have 200 cars. We yep. can't put them all out there at the same time. They'll be touching each other. <laughs> and I said, well, why don't you run two races? We'll cut them in half and have two races. He says, oh, that's a good idea. So that's what we yeah. did. We actually had two races. You have to. It'd be a rolling parking lot the whole way around the track. You'd never <laughs> move. Now, nope. uh, question, you're building a new house, you and Chelsea. Now, your race shop at the current time, is it there or is it with Peluso uh, roofing? No, it's actually here at the house, at that mom and dad's house. So we built behind on the, bought some property off the family farm and we built up there. And we're actually behind, so we're in walking distance or grab the UTV and ride down. But I keep everything at the shop at the parents' house. That's where we started all our racing at was in that garage. So we've had it throughout the years as a race shop, and we keep all the cars and do all the work to them here. So it's kind of home base for all the Palooza equipment and everything, and it's easy for me to work on the car during the week. How big is the shop? Um, it's probably, I would say, width of a three-stall garage. Uh, width and depth so i can we can put three race cars fully built comfortably in there and then have all the parts and utensils we need to keep everything maintained so it's got some decent size to it we just built it by hand and all that throughout the years and turned it from a lean to into a nice big race shop so well you mentioned peluso and uh Chelsea uh, talked about it, but that was in a previous show, and we get new listeners all the time. So I'd like you to tell me, I, I guess that uh, they're your car owners. How did you get hooked up with the Palusu? I got hooked up with them, and I met them in 2020 after my first 410 win up at Tri-City. They came up the night before, and uh, they had a car at the time. They had a driver, and they were coming up. They watched me. First night at Tri-City, and then they weren't there for the win, but they heard about it, and they really liked my driving style and the operation that I brought that could benefit them and give a good rep to them and have their team out there because they're new and they're coming into the field. So we've been talking about back and forth and all that, and when I came into meeting with them, I decided, hey, if you want to, I'll race for you if you want to buy all my equipment. And then we'll combine it with yours and make some good cars out of the deal. And uh, we'll do some racing wherever you want to go or however we want to do this. Pretty open to ideas. And it all came together that all the stuff was here. And we got together and we go racing. And it, and I can still keep racing because funding got a little tight there. And I was probably going to hang it up and 
call it quits, and they came involved timing-wise, and it all worked out really well, and now we're racing and being very competitive. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Darren Gallagher, the driver of the number 12 sprint car. Um, prior to the go-karts, did you, or even since then, with the exception of working on your wife's car, did you have any other jobs in racing? Um, jobs, paying jobs, or not, not really in racing. The only other job I had doing some work with racing is uh, before I started 305s, uh, three to five sprints, four tens. Uh, I really got into the sprints with Jack Soderman Jr. I was turning wrenches for him for a long time, so we did a lot of travel, and I learned pretty much the ropes of the four tens. So as a job, I worked as a crew crew guy and crew chief for him for a lot of years, and that been that's pretty much the only job that I've had with a racing deal, other than being a fan or knowing people at the races and going. But um, yeah, before go karts, not really just. Uh, going with dad to the races and all that and hanging out in a press box trying to get in everybody's way and then seeing what's <laughs> available usually about the fourth the front row in the press box fourth seat overs might sit after races and watch yeah. all you guys do your paperwork and everything else and <laughs> and then head out from there but jobs now it's not a whole lot of jobs in racing other than working on chelsea's car when i can and help her and previous years with jack and my own stuff so that's probably about it for that stuff well, I mentioned when I did her interview, I said, your husband's pretty smart. He finds a pretty girl that not only likes racing, but drives a race car. I mean, that's a perfect scenario because that eliminates a lot of pitfalls in a, in a marriage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't be more, I could be more happy in being able and blessed to find her because not only she can race, she can work on her own car, but Heck, we can get in the same division, find the same car, and she can whoop my butt. I can tell you that. She's done it before with it. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty much uh, meshed up, and it works out really good for where we have. So we both like racing. We both drive race cars and uh, couldn't ask for much more. Well, and you just answered part of the question. But what's the best part of racing other than what we just talked about, what do you like best about racing? And obviously winning, but uh, some other things you would like about it. I would, yeah, other than other than winning, which we all like that, uh, I would say probably just the family environment. Getting getting with the people that are close to you, with your family. They're all at the track. We're all working and trying to make the best thing happen. And then uh, just whenever she's racing and I'm not, I get to watch her race. And when she has good, and when she whips out of that car with a helmet off her head and a big grin going on. She's like, I could I need a couple more laughs and I could have whooped their butts. But, uh, I enjoy that stuff. Like just knowing everything went well, having good nights, being with the family and friends and the racing community. It's, uh, it's really good. And I always enjoy just that whole deal and parts of that. And, uh, yeah, I can't ask for much more. And I, pretty much anything with the race and I pretty much enjoy I often wonder how the male drivers feel when she beats them oh I know I know for a fact it probably gets under some of their skins you can just see when she passes them how they start driving their cars react <laughs> I, I just grin <laughs> I sit back and grin and I'm like you don't want to mess with her no. she does not want to mess she will no. run you around and <laughs> she'll pass you like you're sitting still if, she, if you leave it up to her yeah. and uh, I just sit back and grin I just I just watch it all, and I just laugh. I'm like, yep, you just got beat. and Not because she's a girl, but you got beat by pure talent. That's it. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. I'm talking to Darren Gallagher, and Darren and I will be back after our commercial break.
number one Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to the driver of car number 12 in the 410 Sprint cars, Darren Gallagher. You know, uh, I might know the answer, but I'm not sure. Now, when you were helping Jack Sodeman Jr., you must have paid attention and learned a lot because I know in a lot of uh, interviews with him, he said, Darren knows more about the car than I do. And if he, if he gives me a setup, I don't question him. I just go with what he tells me. Uh, with that thought in mind, was he or is he your favorite driver or do you have someone else uh, that you like? Well, i got to say my favorite driver right now, Don, has got to be my wife, Chelsea. I can't. I can't say anybody else than her. You know that. <laughs> that was a silly but, uh, question. And yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking at but no. The... Uh, but Jack. Jack is definitely one of my other favorites. Just we're getting to know him and working on his cars for all the years. Between Charles and Jack, and we all get along. And after races in the winter time, we'll go to uh, big racing events or whatever, and just kind of keep an eye on what the racing deals going on and all that. And for my favorite drivers, I mean, those, those two got to be it right now. I mean, Charles for sure is number one, and Jack. Jack's a far second, but uh, he just, you know, Charles is number one. Well, <laughs> so. that that was a silly question, but to explain <laughs> to the fans, I send a list of questions to the people I'm going to interview, and I'm just going down through the list, and when I'm thinking, I ask who your favorite driver was, which was really a dumb question, but I'm going to leave it in there because <laughs> your your answer was outstanding. Now, here's one that uh, is pretty interesting. Who is your toughest competitor? Oh, my uh, My toughest, toughest competitor 
is pro- I, you know what, Don? I can't give a name on my toughest competitor because our class right now in Western PA, uh, Eastern Ohio region, there's there's so many tough guys. And if you're not on your game on any given night, any one of these guys can come out and just completely run away with it or do do way better. So you always got to be on your game. And when I let when I say about all of them and not just one, I'm I have to go with a lot because. There's more. I don't have enough fingers to put all in my here because the group, the core guys around here for our, com, our competition, so well done. Some guys are in ruts, some guys are on highs, but you know what? Every night we go in, I don't count anybody out because if everything aligns right, it's going to be their night. It don't matter what you do. And to name just one toughest competitor, I I don't feel that way. I feel like it's it's a lot of these guys, and a lot of respect to a lot of these guys. I wonder when you're racing Soderman if he's thinking, "Jesus, this kid knows all my setups here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my hands full." Uh, what are your thoughts when you and Jack are racing together? Oh, I, I know. As soon as I get beside him or he gets beside me, we turn the wick up a little bit harder and race each other harder than we should. I know that, and I know his his one uh, his partner Mark Kubik that helps Jack out and is part of his team and all that. I always hit when we're racing and all that, that thought goes through my mind for that split second. He's like, just get away from each other. Just go race somebody <laughs> else. We don't need two of the two team cars or two cars that are uh, good buddies wrecking each other for nothing. And we, me and Jack will find ourselves in eighth, ninth place and just running hard. And we come in and he'd be like, yeah, on you. And I'll be like, yeah, same deal. And we'd chit chat about that stuff. And, or I'd come in, my car, he's like, yeah, I had to let you go. You're way too fast. I'm like, well, if you would have done this, you might have been able to keep up with me a little bit. He's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm like, okay, well, maybe next time give it a shot. So we give each other hassle back and forth on that. Now, other than winning a bunch of races, do you have any long-term goals? Like, uh, let's say by the end of the year or maybe in the next couple of years, is there anything we're not aware of? Fine. Any long-term goals right now, Don, would probably make... I've gotten myself a championship in pretty much everything I've driven. So if I get a championship in the 410s, I think I would be pretty pretty darn happy and content with the goals. Um, I'm, my goal right now is just, you know, go out, be competitive, uh, put a good name on myself, keep my reputation good, and go out and give it all I can and roll back in the trailer. If we had a win, that's even better. And that's little goals. The big goals would just be... If I get that 410 championship, but that is so hard to get, like I said, with the competition, it's just, uh, I think that would be my goal for sure. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Darren Gallagher, the driver of the number 12 sprint car. Uh, when you uh, think about, and you mentioned it, the talent in the western Pennsylvania, or tri-state area, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, we got some of the best drivers in the country. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we've traveled out to see where we stand ourselves just to see how fast we are and end up get, traveling out and being pretty fast nothing like central pa that's a whole nother world out there but for out here we there's a lot of fast guys and good people too you know i mean it's you can do some travel and find out you guys are we're a lot better than what we think we are just because of the competition and uh yeah competition has definitely definitely risen around here lately with the young guys coming into the sport and um, the guys we have now, and um, the future does look bright with some of them coming in. And 
hopefully it stays bright and keeps being competitive because it makes everybody else a little bit faster. You mentioned your championship in the 305s. Now, other than the engine size and perhaps the speed, what kind of uh, driving adjustments did you have to make going from the 305 to the 410? Uh, the adjustments, I would say the biggest adjustment between the 305, running that for a couple years, and then moving to 410 would have been just the adjustment of the speed and your throttle input on the track. 305, you could pretty much lay into the throttle, and it's going to go, and it'll forgive you everywhere, whereas the 410, you've got to be so so sensitive on the throttle in certain spots, or else you're going to be way slow. And... I would say probably like the speed and understanding dirty air and um, setups are about the same. You do a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. Um, they're not too different other than the size of the motor, but there are some things that you jump out of 305 and get in a 410, you notice a very big difference. But once you figure that out, then you're good to go. Now, oftentimes the fan, fans will look at a, a sprint car and see the different size of tires, the right side and the left side. Uh, do you, have you ever had a situation where maybe the car wasn't doing what you wanted to and you were, like, driving off the right rear tire? Oh, all the time. Um, it definitely, between the two tires, it helped. That pretty much turns the car because of the wings and how much downforce we have coming in the corner. If it wasn't for the stagger and the different size tires between the right and the left, I mean, our cars would just go straight. They wouldn't turn at all. Yeah. So it's it's definitely, you definitely can feel the car. You get a little behind somebody and the car just gets on the right side. You can feel it get on the right tire. Or you could feel it get winged down onto the left when we're coming into the corner. Um, you definitely can feel being between the two tires and our seat in it. You definitely can feel how the car reacts and you get that seat in the seat feeling what it's doing you can definitely tell during the race what side of the car is working come in and then even by touching the tires you can feel which one was working which one wasn't by the temperatures what kind of a chassis are you running i currently run the rpm chassis they're a newer version of the gf1s uh gentleman from that used to weld on the gf1s started uh taking a pattern and doing his own deal and i come across a couple rpms at a couple flea markets and started getting them really like the way they feel and uh we made a got a fleet of them well three cars and we all got the same and all rpms and seems to be the brand i've gone to and i've really come to liking feel wise so we've kind of went with rpm how about the engine who does your engines engine would be uh kistler kistler race engines out of fremont ohio uh, they have one motor, and then Ryder Racing Engines out of Central PA has my other motor. Um, those two guys built my redid, ref, refreshed both motors uh, this past off season. So I got two different guys, and then uh, eventually soon, I think we're just going to get down the two motors into one builder. We just don't know which way we're going to go. But I have two different, a Kistler and uh, a Ryder engine, both four tens. Now, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to do this. Other than Dad and Chelsea, uh, who else is involved in your pit crew? Uh, definitely the two that you mentioned, for sure. Those are the two biggest ones I have. The next one would be my brother, Brad. He is uh, pretty much uh, the car chief on the whole deal. He's my right-hand man, and uh, he's been he's with me pretty much every race I go to, so he's the new 
he's pretty much taken my place as a car, as a car chief, but uh, I'm still doing all the setups. He's doing the work. I'm just being the driver behind the wheel now. But he's learning a lot, and he's come a long way with just falling racing and everything else. I also got to include uh, Bill Robinson. I've known him since I started in the 305s, and he's been helping me with cars and setups and just keeping maintenance on the car when I'm working or I can't be in the shop. And he does a lot of help with us and has been with me since I pretty much started sprint car racing. So i got to shout out to him for all the work he does. Um, Rick Green, he come in every time, anytime he can get a chance, he comes helps. Uh, every extra hand helps, even if he does say, well, I can clean some mud off. I'm like, Hey, that's less I got to clean off. So now nah, I appreciate his help. And, uh, Nick Pizzini, he's my brother's good friend, friend of ours. They just started coming to the races and got him into being race fans. And now he's, he's with me to help every once in a while when they can make it up. So I got to thank all of them. I thank my mom for sure for supporting everything. And, be in the back scene, and uh, she always tells me, well, you need to go faster and get off that brake. I'm like, I'm going as fast as I can. But, no, nah, she's always a big supporter and all that. So all, with all of them, i got to thank them for sure. I've said it so many times. People are tired of hearing it. But the mom, the wife, the sister, uh, any woman that's involved with the, the team is like the backbone of the success of that team. And if they're on board, you're in good shape. If they're not, or they don't like racing, you got a big problem. Absolutely. You could, I, I can't say that any better myself. Yeah. Now this takes a couple bucks to make it happen. Let's talk about all your sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Palooza Roofing, uh, Joe and Tammy Palooza, they're the backbone of this whole operation, and uh, I wouldn't be doing it without them. Uh, I can't thank them enough for everything that they've allowed me to do with all this and continuing to do. Uh, the sponsors on the car, we got Robinson Farms, the Shear family, a uh, great group of people. They're, they're there to support us every Friday, out sitting up in the box. I uh, love seeing them. They come down and chat, so they're big supporters of the racing. Remax Select, uh, Ryan's Creek House, Kalamazoo Heating and HVAC, Boulder Landscape, uh, Kosminski Auto Innovative Fitness, uh, Zamps Brew Through, Armstrong Industrial, and Meridian Styles. Uh, all them on the car, Anchor In, Woodside Plumbing. Uh, we got we got a bunch of good core group of sponsors and. Every little bit helps. They, everyone that's on the car enjoys being on the car and happy to do it. And we're happy to have them. And like I said, without any little bit of helps and without them, it would be a lot harder for all of us to do this. But uh, I'm glad they're all on, and uh, I've had some results to make sure that they, I show my appreciation and that we can be out there be competitive. So without them, we wouldn't do this. So I want to just say thank you to all them sponsors that I just listed in especially Joe and Tammy Pelusa. It's a pretty impressive list, and they obviously are pleased with the results. Well, we're coming up on another break. Is there any closing thoughts or anything that we need to add? Um, I, I'll tell you what, Donna, we're getting pretty good at this. I think we got a lot of stuff covered, unless you've yeah. got something off the top of your head. 
No, I, I've been doing this for a long time. And, <laughs> you know, Chelsea said you make it so comfortable. I've been doing it so long that I know which way to go. And I would never ask someone a question that I either felt they couldn't answer or didn't want to answer. So that's why it works. And whether, you know, whether I'm interviewing you or Joey Logano, it's just a nice conversation between friends and people appreciate that. Oh yeah, and I know. I know we appreciate as drivers and uh, everybody that's on wrapping on racing. We appreciate just getting our voices out there and letting letting our sponsorships get heard for what you guys do and just the uh, information that you can give to viewers, listeners, race fans that are in the stands watching gets a little bit of better information that they can understand the racing and the drivers behind the wheel instead of just the helmets. So I know we all appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, you do a fine job, sir. Well, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you continued success. I appreciate it, Don. Thank you very much. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412 412- And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Right now we're going to grab a word with a driver who came out of retirement here about a month ago and uh, pilot of the Morocco Welding Baron Trucking, car number 16, 
Kelly Shawless, welcome back to racing. Thank you. It's, it's good to be back. Now, Kelly, you're actually, out of all the Shawlesses, I believe you were the one who started the family in racing back in 1991 in the old Pro Stock Division. And uh, you had a lot of beautiful cars, and this one, no exception, a lot of beautiful painted and decaled cars. But you got out of racing, and uh, you got back in it a couple years ago with your brother Doug driving a Charger, and then you decided again, you know what, I want to take some time and go racing with my boy Cash on motocross, and uh, here you are back out of retirement again and winning features. Is it like riding a horse? Once you've done it, you just never forget how to win? Well, I don't know if, if that's it, but I'm thinking if, if you're competitive – uh, it doesn't matter how long you're out of it. When you come back, you're going to try as hard as you can. And if you put the effort forth, um, I think pretty much anybody that puts the time and effort in will win. And, uh, you know, uh, now I think it might get more expensive. I, I believe we're going to end up getting my son a Charger car. I think that's how it's going to go anyhow. So who knows? Uh, we might be here more often than, than we planned. What do you enjoy most about racing? One thing with the Shawless is you guys have always done it as a family. And a multiple of, multiple of drivers, including your mom, your sister, your brother, your niece, and um, you, and Cousin Alan. And what do you enjoy most about it? The competition or getting to be with your family? Oh, both, I would say. Uh it's like any other family, though. Whenever you spend that much time together doing something competitive, uh, a lot of times it leads to, um, how do I want to say, uh, family disagreements. But they always seem to work out, and, it, and it's, it, it is good to spend time with the family. Uh, and, and I really enjoy it. I'm very competitive. I mean, I, I don't care what it is. I, I'd race shopping carts at Walmart if people wanted to go do it. So, you know, I mean, it's a big part of that. But, yeah, the family's great. It's good to have everybody together. And... Like I said, maybe I was wrong. Alan might have started, but like in your, I don't want to say your family, but in your uh, offspring generation, you were the first one, and then your mom and Mitzi started to race, and Doug, and uh, you and your brother Doug won some championships along the way, and been very successful, and hard to believe it's been over 30 years since you climbed behind the wheel for the first time. And I just want to ask, getting back behind the wheel of, of Streets Talk, is that thrill still there? The thrill's there every time. When you, every time you get out of the lineup, you get butterflies. At least I do. I have butterflies. Uh, as soon as you start the car, you head out on the track, you forget about all that. But going down there and getting ready to go out, yeah, the, the adrenaline rush, the uh, nervousness, it's, it's still there. And I guess if, when it's not, I'll quit doing it. Now, one thing with you, you've had a lot of success, but most of it has come in – the pure stock, street stock division. You ran in the pro stock, which was a late model chassis division. And uh, you were green then, and your car was green too, but you were a rookie. And you kind of regret starting out in that division versus working your way up? Uh, yeah. I mean, we jumped in a little over our heads. Um, but, you know, back then when we were going to start racing, you looked at the cars. They looked cooler, whatever. That's the route we went. Um, and I was telling my son that it, he needs to start in the Charger car. I mean, like, starting in a pro stock was a bad bad idea. It was a very expensive learning curve, for one. Uh, the competition's a lot stiffer. And these cars, the Chargers and the street stocks, the cars are a lot more forgiving, and they're fun. I mean, like, 
you can go out there and have fun with a pro stock or a late model. Not that it's not fun, but there's uh, <laughs> the car just doesn't give you so much leeway. If it's not right, you have problems. It's hard to work with. Where the street stock and the pro stock, or the street stock and the pure stock, you could you you can manhandle them a little bit and kind of force them to do what you want, which you can't do with the the late models and stuff. Now, would you want to get back into a chassis car, or that time has uh, passed? Um, well, I seriously considered uh, a pro stock before we went this route. Um, you know, and. The only reason we didn't go that route was to spend that kind of money, and I don't want to come all the time. I want to have fun with this. You know, I'm trying to stay away from the uh, the whole points thing and uh, the, having to be here every week. And if my wife wants to go camping, well, then I should be able to take a week off and go camping. And if you spend that money on a pro stock and have people giving you money to race, yeah, I feel like you ought to be here. So, yeah, I would consider it. I mean, maybe... I don't know, you know, depends how many guys end up coming and helping us out. And, you know, like every week it seems like we're getting more and more help. So, you know, if you have the right amount of help, it's not bad to work on the car during the week. But two guys, you work every night and, you know, that gets a little old. I don't know if you remember this or not, but like I said, you've had a lot of success through the years. But it was since 1997 was the last time Kelly Shawless went to Victory Lane in a street stock. And scary to think how much has changed, except for the fact that Shawlesses are still winning at Jennerstown Speedway. Well, I'll tell you what, the car is really different. I mean, uh, the street stock from in the 90s, in comparison to this street stock, is night and day. Uh, this is almost like a pro stock would have been in the 90s. Not quite, I mean, but real close. And... Um, you know, maybe I'm trying to be nostalgic, but I kind of wish it was the way the street stock was before. Um, they were a lot cheaper. And in the 90s, oh, there were six or seven of us on any given night could win. I mean, it was, you could throw a blanket over it. It was really tight racing. We had 15, 18 cars every night. And that's what makes it fun. When you get more cars out there, the more fun it is to race. And right now, you know, we're kind of limited on how many cars are showing up. But I think the numbers are growing, and I'm, I'm really hoping that they continue to. And, you know, it, it'd be nice to, to win a race and have to start 10th and have cars behind you. Where, uh, and that's how it used to be. You know, if you, you won the week before, you started 10th. And now you don't know where you're going to start. You might start 6th, 7th. You know, it's hard to say. But hopefully uh, we'll get more cars and we'll end up going to 10th place to start a race. Now, I know one of the important facts that brought you back was your brother Doug being the crew chief you know it's, it seems like Doug is very successful driver on his own but man it just seems like you two have a great chemistry with you behind the wheel and him turning the wrenches doesn't matter what you drive you seem to fly well I enjoy the driving part and I'd say my wife probably doesn't enjoy my driving very much on the street but I mean I do like to drive and and my brother he's a lot more organized than I am. He keeps track of the, you know, the week-to-week changes we make and where the setup is, and and I'm a little sloppier on that. I'd sooner just go out and just drive the car. But, yeah, with his help, and uh, and I'll tell you, Corey Hoddle helped us in the 90s, and Corey was my right hand or my left hand. I don't know, whichever one my brother wasn't, because I knew when Corey went over the car every week, I knew everything was good, and, and uh, 
Corey passed away here probably uh, hmm, about two years ago, and uh, so we really miss him. I mean, uh, it, it would really be nice if he was still around because that he was my comfort zone. You know, he made me feel like I, everything was good to go. When I crawled in, I didn't have to worry about anything. Well, now the chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make the return of Kelly Shawless to Jennerstown Speedway possible. Well, uh, it would be Barn Trucking, first of all, uh, Summit Diner, Morocco Welding, uh, J.R. Tunstall Auto and Truck Repair, Lake Road Truck Repair, uh, Gary Gribble. Um, uh, i got to thank everybody. I forgot the other night when we won, everybody that's contributed to the uh, Fast Car Fund which is uh, just some people that gave me money and said they didn't want their name on the car, but they wanted to help out, so we come up with Fast Car Fund. Um, Keystone Wheel Polish. And uh, I like, want to thank my pit crew. I mean, my son, my brother, uh, my sister, my nephew, Josh Kokenauer, Liz. I want to thank my wife because without her understanding, uh, we wouldn't even be here. And Rocket Rick Koontz, of course. Rock, Rocket Rick's been with me since since the first race I think I ever came here. He's been helping me with motors. And um, even with these crate motors and being sealed, Rick still comes and helps me out and is very, very supportive. He's a great guy. Um, huh, trying to think who else has helped. We, we've had so much, so much help from, you know, Scott Mitchell and Sean Beam. Uh, the Halps have helped me out uh, pretty much. Uh, anybody involved in racing that you go to seems to be more than willing to help. I mean, uh, you know, Barry Audi's made more laps here, I think, than any two guys here at this point in time. And, like, you can always go to Barry and ask a question, and he'll, he'll help you any way he can, you know. And it's, it's, uh, this is a great, great facility. I just, I wish we could get more cars, and I think we will. You know, I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, I've been talking to some other people that have been thinking about it. So hopefully they'll get here and, uh, We'll have a good time together. Race fans, that's the pilot of the Jim Barron Trucking Car number 16, Kelly Shawless. Kelly, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Chris Brink has survived a lot of adversity, and he showed up at Jennerstown with a new car. Actually, it's an old new car. And he explained to Howie Bayless what the situation was. But I think he's going to eventually try to get another left-hander chassis. And as always, it's really nice to hear from Chris. Race and this is Howie Bayless with Rapid on Racing. And right now, we're going to get a word with the driver who in the past month has gone from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. We're going to talk to the pilot of the one-stop auto sales, car number seven, Mr. Chris Brink. And uh, Chris, let's go ahead and talk about the past month for Brink Racing. It started out really high. About a month ago, you went to Victory Lane for the first time in this season. And uh, 
looked like you had that monkey off your back and the momentum on your side. And then the next week, I believe it was, your car, unfortunately, uh, went home about five feet shorter than when it arrived at the track. But most importantly, thank God you're okay. But glad to see you guys acquired another car and back here competing. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, we, we thought our old left-hander was coming around pretty good. We were, you know, probably the third or fourth fastest car here and consistently running good. And, uh, you know, then we had that unfortunate deal and, uh, you know, that was the end of that car. So uh, we were able to pick up this old uh, Grand American uh, race car off of uh, Trent Clark, a former Zane Farrell car. And, uh, you know, we're just working the bugs out and trying to make it user friendly for us. So that's where, that's where we're at now. Chris, how hard is it? Physically and mentally, um, you know, people don't realize, and maybe I'm wrong, but you'd be able to answer this. You almost form a bond with your race car because it's out there protecting you and doing what you want. And it's more than just a hunk of metal and uh, owner relationship, it seems like to me. And like I said, you had a lot of success with that left-hander. And it stood up, thank God it did its job, and it stood up very well in the crash. And now, you know, you're back here with this new car and kind of got to build that relationship up with it. Well, that's a fact. And my wife will attest to the fact that I spend more time with this race car than I do with her. And uh, every night, you know, me and Joe Capizuto worked on this car for the last two weeks, every night to 11 p.m. And we're not kids anymore. And uh, so it's a, it's a struggle to get it the uh, to get it right or to get it right for me and that's that's what we're working on and yeah you do you build a bond with the car the left-hander was a you know comparing the two cars the left-hander was a really well-built car this car is a lightweight car and uh you know uh, hopefully we can make it fast but it's a totally different chassis i mean do you plan on keeping this or would you like to try to go back you know we talked before you had a lot of success with the left-hander brand of car and just sometimes that gives you you know when you're sliding in a little more confidence you know I, I always say when somebody gets a new car it's kind of like dating not every woman's the same some like candy some like flowers you got to find that sweet spot and you know it's do you see a long uh, courtship here with this car well, uh, unless it gets really fast, no, uh, because I, I guess I didn't appreciate the uh, engineering uh, behind the left-hander until I got into this thing. And uh, this, this, this may turn out to be a good car, but uh, as far as uh, what it likes, it likes lots of new parts. That's what it likes. So uh, we've been throwing lots of new stuff at it and uh, updating it and uh, making it right. But I, I have a lead on another left-hander, and I'm, I'm probably going to pursue that uh, Unless we win tonight, then I'll change my mind completely. Hey, Chris, you mentioned uh, you and Joe, but let's go ahead and, and talk about the rest of the crew that puts the number seven under you. Well, of course, there's my brother, Dan Brink, and uh, Rick Wellick. Those two guys have been with me right from the beginning in one form or another, you know, so going on 25 years probably. And then, you know, Russell Stone uh, Products, uh, Danny Russell has sponsored me for a good number of years, and he's, he's just a, a good guy to have behind you. And this year we have uh, Jelly Bean Entertainment, Bill Citrioni from Homer City, and his, uh, he has a vast array of companies, small businessman, and he's an entertainer and a, a band leader, and uh, he's really come on board and helped us out. He likes what we're doing, so 
And if it wasn't for them guys, you know, my help and, of course, my wife, her support, you know, she gives me the thumbs up to go, go ahead and keep on doing this stuff. Uh, if it wasn't for, for that and the, the grace of God, you know, to protect me, I do a lot of stupid stuff throughout the week and especially on the weekends, and he keeps bringing me back. So I said uh, to one of my friends the other day, they asked about the accident, and I said, you know, after that last accident, God is not going to take me away in a race car accident because I survived that one. Didn't even have a bruise on me virtually, so I'm not afraid of driving the race car. Thank God for that. Race fans, be sure to keep your eyes on the Russell Stone Products, car number seven, Chris Brink, the driver. Thank you, Chris, for your time. Thank you, Howie. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT Transportation Action Event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Main Street Music and Sound is your full-service music store, featuring a huge beginner-to-boutique inventory. Main Street Music maintains a hometown approach to service with personal attention. Customers rely on Main Street Music and Sound for advanced product knowledge, expert in-house repairs, audio, video, lighting installations, and years of hands-on experience. Main Street Music features lines that include Anderson, Guitar Works, Bogner, Fender, Gretsch, Yamaha, and more. Main Street Music and Sound is teamed with the highly respected musicians at Bentley and Remetto to provide professional music instruction for just about any instrument at any skill level and at any age. Main Street Music and Sound is located at 327 Main Street, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Call 724-382-4633 or email info at MainStreetMusic.com. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline. The winner from last weekend, not only at Lernerville Speedway, but at Erie Speedway, Michael Norris. And hey, Michael, welcome back to the show. And you winning it at Lernerville is something that's not shocking, but winning it from 10th is amazing. What was the combination that got you to that many spots from where you started to Victory Lane? First of all, thanks for the time. And uh, I don't know, the, I can't really say one thing, just... Uh, Really good car, good crew. I was just lucky enough to point it in the right direction a couple of times and make it to the front. <laughs> always humble, but always fast. The crusher kid, Michael Norris, joining us on the profabrication.com hotline. Uh, restarts, uh, you know, that, was that the magic to be able to get them quicker than these guys? Were you passing them inside, outside? Uh, was the track good, bad? Uh, 
how did how did you work your way up? Nine different guys you ended up passing. I think a lot of not to give a lot of credit to Dan Bauman and the tractor. They had it. It was pretty smooth. Um, had a pretty good cushion. But then there was a lot of grip down low. So anytime you can have a track that's multi groove, it's it produces a lot of passing. And I just caught a couple breaks at the right time. And there was one caution, but we had thankfully made it up to second at that point and uh, kind of bunched the field back up and gave gave all of us some cleaner air and uh, just was able to get it done. And get it done in a big way from 10th all the way to 1st. Michael Norris, our guest on the ProFabrication.com hotline, winning at Lernerville Speedway on their t- typical Friday night's racing. Speaking of ProFabrication, headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it, just a click of a mouse away at ProFabrication.com. So you win the race there and such, and uh, I believe you would have had Saturday off. Did you race anywhere on Saturday, or did you just wait to uh, get to Erie's on Sunday? Yeah, we pretty much had just planned to go to Erie's on Sunday. Uh, you know, would have liked to have went somewhere, but the weather wasn't really producing any of that, so... So, so what do you do? Is it become wash day and nut and bolt check? Uh, do you do anything to, to the car to make uh, a transition from a Lernerville style track to, uh, you know, racing at Erie's? Is it, is it takes, take some adjustments? It takes a little bit of adjustments because it, uh, Erie's is pretty small, uh, flat. Um, but you find a pretty good balance on the car. You don't have to tweak too much from it. Um, but yeah, pretty much just like you said, going over everything, washing stuff from Friday and your mountain grooving tires, the, the usual deal. Michael Norris, our guest on the profabrication.com hotline. He won at Lernerville on Friday. Saturday was uh, a shop day, a transition day, and then one on Sunday at Erie's from, from a, uh, you know, a down home type, uh, you know, perspective. What what is that Saturday like? Does uh, somebody order pizza? Does the wife cook you and the crew something special while you're doing this? Is the music blaring? What what are you listening to? Kind of help us understand the experience of what's going on there in the shop. Well, this year has been a different dynamic for us because uh, I'm I'm driving for Jim Corrado now, and the cars are housed at his shop. Where my whole career, I've always raced out of my shop, so it's kind of been a. a Every week's a little different. This past weekend, my brother-in-law, Dakota, who's my crew chief, he just had a little girl a year ago, and this was her first time in the shop on Saturday, so she hung out for a while. And, yeah, we just, I'm thankful to have a, a really good crew, and we all get along, and, you know, we, we take the racing very seriously, but at the same time, it's got to be fun, so we, you know, there's always a good laugh around us. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, and having the, uh, the young ones there to continue the uh, process in the next generation and then some coming along, that is a great way to uh, spend a Saturday. Our guest on the ProFab hotline is Lernerville winner, Michael Norris, who then after, uh, the fun in the shop and all the things that it takes to get the car reloaded back up, drags up north uh in the state of pennsylvania and goes to erie's uh you that's the home of one of your sponsors up there am i correct uh one of your your uh, long time uh or or sponsors on the car right yeah charlie bauer he's the owner of uh, jay's auto wrecking he's been a lot for erie speedway over the years and he's his business is about probably a half hour south of there so pretty involved with the track and uh he's helped me with the last two years and uh that was he's pretty much the main reason we went up there we've tried Erie's before in the past and uh just for whatever reason was never able to get the result we wanted but uh if 
like I said, things just fell our way this weekend, and we were able to, to get the win, and uh, it was meant a lot to me to get it for him, man, to kind of make me believe in myself that I could race on a small track like that. So. Wow. Michael Norris, the crusher kid, crushing them both Friday and Sunday. Lernerville on Friday, Erie Speedway on Sunday and making a wonderful weekend out of uh, all of the happenings up there in Pennsylvania. He is our guest on the profabrication.com hotline. So, you know, uh, am I right? Chubb Frank ended up second at Erie's. I mean, that's a track he's pretty darn good at there. When you, you look down the rundown, what's it feel like to see your name at Erie's ahead of somebody with that legendary status as Chubb? Oh, it's definitely, it's pretty rewarding. And like I said earlier, Tia, um, it just racing is it's crazy how up and down it can be. And it seems like we've been on an upswing and I'm just, we're just trying not to get too high on it, but enjoy it while we have it. And uh, Chubb's got a lot of laps around there and I actually went up to him before the feature and asked him um, what tire he was thinking he was going to run. And uh, he's like, I don't know. I think you're just going to drive off with it because he was starting <laughs> a little further back and that didn't make me feel no better. If anything, it put more pressure on me, but uh, I knew he was going to be tough. And him and Hess, and there's a lot of northern guys that run up there a lot that are always tough, and you always got to contend with when you go up there. So it just, to go up there and just even be competitive felt good, and, and the win was just a bonus. Crush your kid, Michael Norris, our guest of the profabrication.com hotline. Rebound wins, wins of any kind, always good. Uh, you got any secrets? Are you doing rally caps? You change uh, underwear to make this better luck finally come? Uh, what What do you do different to, uh, you know, bring luck your way? Well, a lot, people ask me that all the time. They think I'm, I'm not superstitious at all. Obviously, we're in the scrap business, and we, we break hundreds of mirrors every day. So I feel like being superstitious would just be a waste of time. Um, I think just Joe's been doing a good job preparing, and everybody's doing their job. Um, it just, everything's clicking right now. And like I said, we're just going to keep riding the wave and hopefully get out to some bigger races. Um, well, perfect. We got to, we got to leave it there, Michael, but best of luck, wherever the racing roads take you. Appreciate you joining us Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the Best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush, and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, 
tire cells, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342. In our continuing series of the ladies of racing at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, we're joined now by Carly Kovacs. Carly, uh, you know, the obvious uh, question here is, why are there so many women racing and girls racing here at Pittsburgh? You know, what, what's in the water? I honestly wish I knew. Um, I started because of Laura Lucon, Hannah Ramsey, and Carrie Gasser. Um, I used to cheer for them as a kid up in the stands. I said, and a lot of these girls say that I'm the reason. Um, a lot of them say they watched me growing up. They wanted to race. A lot of them have grown up in a racing family. I know Zoe Knight's grown up. Her dad and her uncle race. Um, Abby, she, uh, she's with the McGills. They've been racing. Um, so I know like a lot of the girls. The Jones, I know their dad, I think their dad raced. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of these girls now are getting involved now knowing that it's 2023 and it's not just a man's sport, as I guess you would say anymore. And, you know, you know this better than anybody. This ain't fooling around. I mean, you guys are serious out here. This isn't just, you're not a novelty. No, not at all. I mean, you know, this is a dangerous sport. I learned that last year when I rolled pretty viciously. Um, you know, um, I've been in a couple bad accidents, but nothing until I rolled last season. Um, but it's it's now becoming another learning curve for me now because of the new car. So it is becoming dangerous more. You know, these cars are getting faster, especially these young guns. They're faster than I ever drove. So you, you touched on it already. You, you sat in the grandstands. You were that seven-year-old girl watching them. And, and I have I've already said on another piece on Rap on Racing that Carly is one of the ones that gets it. You understand you have seven-year-olds now they see you in that light what's your responsibility and all that um i definitely have to put on like a great show for these kids you know especially like you know i can't i can't let my head go over me and you know the older adult me getting mad at stupid little things you know i really want to put on that you know to show these girls that hey you can do anything a man can do don't ever let anyone tell you different and that that does make you stand out i've talked to a couple of the other ladies here and again you have to know obviously you're different no it's not a novelty but you are looked at differently and and you have an uphill battle sometimes somebody mentioned to me Haley deegan uh you know starting to lose her cool you think that doesn't trickle down to you i mean yeah um i have a lot of people that try to put me towards danica patrick who was more about her looks than her driving skills and I always tell people please do not compare me to her I'd rather be compared to Haley Deegan or Natalie Deckard you know um I don't I don't want these girls to see me lose my temper over something stupid where they think that's okay I want them to see me as you know a respectable young lady that they can look up to and if they have any questions they can always come see me or you know and I want them to always feel like as me as I guess you could say a safe space where you know they ever need anything don't hesitate to come see me because these men look at us totally different out here than you know they should they look at us as oh that's a female what if i hit her not oh that's another competitor so 
you touched on it a little bit already. Talk directly to that little girl sitting up there tonight or every every Saturday night here at the Speedway. What do you want to tell them about their future? You know, they're the ones starting to tug on Dad's uh, sleeve and say, can I have a go-kart? Can I have a junior sprint? Uh, talk to them. Hey, do it. You know, this is my 11th season. I did two years in Young Guns. I lost the points championship by two points after being out for six weeks with a broken ankle. I came back three weeks later after rolling a race car. Do it. Never back down. You know, even if dad doesn't get you a, you know, a go-kart, Young Guns starts at 13 years of age. It's where I started. I never raced a go-kart. Carly Kovacs not backing down from anything. This is Jim Zufall for Rabbit on Raisin. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Brown. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. In the Victory Lane segment, uh, later in the show, we have Logan Schuhart's comments winning the Eldora Million. And Howie Bayless has a nice interview with Kenny Burkholder. Well, that was a cold bath for Logan Shuhart, the winner of the Eldora Million. You come back here to celebrate with the fans. So many awesome PA Posse fans. These guys are here to witness a million-dollar man right here. This, how, how cool is this? Oh, it's awesome. We love our fans, everybody that supports shark racing. We got PA, um, Ohio, everybody from across the country. You got you to gotta have people from all around the world to make an event like this possible. And they're here, and they're supporting us 110%. So thank you to everybody, dude. This is wild. <laughs> I know you've been talking about this race for almost two hours now just because of the, the media and everything that you've had to go on through. But that race pace, that the pace that you set in, in front of this field, and you know has probably never been seen at this place what was that race car like dude it was I, I can't say enough about how fast that thing felt you know just uh little things like we're, we're one of the fastest cars in 2019 but we couldn't get this thing to take off to save my life and um just from from the ground up this thing has been taken off so good the last two days um michael newman lonnie brendan my grandfather getting this thing to take off and then uh just you know, we had some issues tonight that we had to fight through. We had a power steering uh, box go bad uh, after the heat race, and, and the guys got right to work, got it fixed. Um, Kyle, CJ worked their butt off helping these guys, and um, you know, we're standing here win a million dollars. It's it's like I said, I don't I don't have the words to express how I feel. <laughs> Your grandfather, who's Bobby Allen, told us he, he was leading a race here out front, just like you just did, you know, leading this whole thing, and lost one to Steve Kinzer. You put him in victory lane tonight. How, what does that mean to you and your family and, and to bring your grandpa into victory lane here at Eldora? Yeah, one of the, the, the biggest goals of my career is to win the King's Royal because nobody in my family has ever won it. Uh, they won the Knoxville Nationals, won the Williams Grove National Open, uh, but, but nobody's won the, the King's Royal. So uh, I guess uh, that... The, the, Eldora Million can can count as that, so or it's it's right there with it. So it um, we're gonna go after 175 on Saturday, but it, it means a lot to me to make this happen. 
I don't know if you remember this, but you told me during the Sprint to the Million when we interviewed you in Indianapolis, site. A tattoo, uh, a old <laughs> tooth and a neck tattoo. <laughs> when does that happen? Is that after the King's Royal win or what? You gotta ask my grandma if I can do oh, that. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Well, you guys celebrate. You have fun. All these fans are here to see you, and I'm sure you're not gonna sleep tonight, but you gotta race tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not gonna sleep. We gotta. We got an important race tomorrow and, and Saturday, but we're going to have some fun tonight and we're going to go after yes. it tomorrow. Congrats, man. Thank you. Here you are picking up yet another win. And trust me, if we were back in your old dirt days, you would have loved this rain, wouldn't you? It would have been one heck of a fast track. Absolutely. I loved a good wet track on dirt. You could, I liked a, I never liked a dry, slick one, but a good wet one I always loved. So, uh, no, I, I mean, it is what it is. And, I'm just glad we got our feature in, and I hope everybody gets out to their cars safe. It's, it's really raining out there. Well, you're no Joe DiNardo, but let's go ahead now and thank all the people who helped make this Arsenberger Trucking Morocco Welding number 26 possible for you. Well, my cheat sheet's up there on the dash, so I can't see it now, so if I forget anybody, I'm really sorry. But uh, Well, hold on. I'm going to help you for one second. Always remember the car owner. Yeah, he's standing over there in his fire suit. He was spotting for me tonight. My little, my little brother normally spots for us. Ended up having a wet, having to go to a wedding, so he was, he was telling me what to do. But no, Arsenberger Trucking, Morocco Welding, Brooks's Camper Sale, Mountain View Acres, Penn Summit Insurance, Hall's Handyman, New Centerville Stove, B and M Electric, Mays Custom Meats, Cornwell Tools, uh, Hendrick Taxidermy, just. All of those names make it so that we can be here, and without them, we couldn't be here. With all the fans that were here tonight, I'm really sorry, and they're getting wet, but uh, I appreciate it, all the owners, everybody. I really appreciate it. You know what, though? They always say when you get two in a row, you're a hot driver. Hopefully, this doesn't put out the flame. Well, I'm sweating, so what's that mean? <laughs> that we're out of shape? <laughs> That's true, too. It's definitely hot. The rain feels good. Ray Chance, give a round of applause. Your feature winner tonight with the Charger division, Kenny Burkholder. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again. Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee 
Sports Talk Show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it. 